Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled carnage you're about to witness. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. I like it a lot. You're excited! Feel these nipples! Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Gangsters, what's up guys? That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man! Those goofy bastards are just about the best thing I've got going in this crazy world. Woo! I'm the man. Woo! You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. What is going on, Louisville and Southern Indiana? My name is Gary. This is Triple Threat Talk. I'm hanging with my co-host, one Mr. Jimmy Biggers. Jimmy, how you doing this evening, buddy? Doing well, Gary. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. The name of the show is Triple Threat Talk. We are here. We are the... We are the new show on the block, I guess. I guess that's I guess that's appropriate because the new kids on the block were just in town. Really? Really? Yeah, I know. Right? Not even a minute into Not the show, in, and you and go with the new, new kids, kids on, on the, the block, block reference. Right? Really? Right. That's the I, best you could do. You know what? You know what? You just stay over there, and there's <laughs> not going to be any problems. So you know we got uh, here on 1450 AM the Sports Buzz. I mean we got we got our own producer now, so I guess that means we're finally legit. Maybe we we got TK behind the glass. What's TK, going what's TK? going on, buddy? It does not make you legit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a quick history lesson. We're not going to bore you because, you know, everyone graduated from school, what, like five years ago? More than that. More than that. I'm like 31. You're like I graduated than me. five years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm three years away. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we started this in 2011. Uh, name of the show is Triple Threat Talk because there are three members of us, but one of them moved to Chicago. He is participating in the Second City right now. His name is Brandon. We'll check in from him with time from time to time, I should say. What, I don't count? And, and, and TK is now, I guess you can be our honorary third member. Thanks. I you, mean, you could be quadruple. It could be a fatal four-way since I'm hey, about the size of two, but we, okay. We, we could, but hey, we can't talk about that on the air. So um, we've got... Um, we've got... We've got all sorts of great content going for you, but we started off on YouTube. We got a lot of views. We started off with OVW over at the Davis Arena. As a matter of fact, they're going on tonight right now. Uh, we were we were with them for a while. Then we turned. Uh, they kind of gave us our break, and uh, then we uh, went on to YouTube. This turned into a huge monster. We couldn't control. And then what we do? What we do after that? Well, we went to Blog Talk Radio. No, th- there was something in between. Well, we did a little public, yeah, access, public access TV, which yeah. didn't go over as well as we had liked. Right. I think a lot of that because the content we like to bring to the people is the then and the now. Right. And a lot of with public access, the way it works is you have to record for stuff like weeks in advance. Right. And it makes it a little tough to really talk sports in depth when you're trying to figure out something that's going to happen, you know, a couple weeks in advance. So it made it a little tough, but then we did transition over to Blog Talk Radio last January. Yeah. So a little over a year ago, we did that for over a year, met some good people there. Our buddy Paul Ween with yeah. Fever Keeps It Real. So we got connected with them. Uh, so we were with Blog Talk Radio for a while. And, and then, then the man, the myth, the legend himself, John Ashton, who you guys hear every uh, Sunday here. That's right. Uh, with those weekend golf guys. Great show there. Free shout out to them. John, you can give me 20 bucks instead of instead of the station. That's cool. Uh, you can just float it over. Um, but, uh, I mean, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. Uh, you know, 1450 has graciously accepted us. And we hope you will, too, Louisville uh, and Southern Indiana. We uh we hope uh, we hope you we hope you guys will join us so much that we're going to give you the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line right now. It's 384-1450. 
We've got the Lotus Gunworks text line at 414-1450. You can tweet us. What's our tweet? I don't know. You, I don't tweet. You don't tweet? I have the Twitter, but I don't tweet. <laughs> you can tweet the show <laughs> at Triple Threat Talk, one T in between the threat and the talk. So feel free to tweet us uh, some thoughts on what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk a little uh, Rick Patino contract extension tonight, yeah. uh, which we're going to get into first, I believe. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Uh, get into that a little bit. Also talk a little Triple Crown. For the first time in 37 years, we have a Triple Crown winner, Mr. American Pharaoh, getting her done this past weekend in Belmont. We also will be talking about the uh, new rule changes in college basketball, the 30-second shot clock that will now be implemented instead of the 35-second shot clock, which I think is going to be a good thing for the for the sport, not a bad thing. And we'll also touch a little about the first no-hitter of the season last night, by uh, San Francisco Giants pitcher Chris Heston, uh, who's also a rookie. So pretty awesome stuff there, Doc. Yeah, um, and in addition to that, we want to generate some goodwill because, you know, we generate goodwill towards all men. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, We have a $25 Kroger gift card here for a lucky caller tonight. We'll get into that a little bit later on. We got a $25 Kroger tonight. This one was furnished by the Kroger on Germantown. Uh, the manager knows me, knows what we had going on. He just simply asked me to say the Germantown Kroger over on Goss Avenue is hiring. So they are. Go in there, speak to them. They gave me a $25 gift card to get out to one of you good people. So, you know, there you go. If that's not motivation to pick up and call 384-1450 on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, then I don't know what is. Uh, this evening, actually, we went to had a little pregame meal. We did. We went to BW3's yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings here in Clarksville. Spoke with the great management team over there, Mr. Anthony yeah. uh, and, our, and our waitress, Ashley. They were both gracious enough. Hooked us up with some free wings cards. Yeah. So we also got some free wings to be given away. So if you're friends of... Uh, of wings and chicken and good sports and good times. You can check that out. We got that for you as well. So all that coming up on the show tonight, Doc. So let's dove right into it here. Let's do it. All right. I'm well, excited. Let's talk a little. You're excited. Re- I'm excited. <laughs> That's right. Apparently, apparently, apparently Bob Costas is excited as well. Or was that Al Michaels? Which one was that, Trevor? Was that, that was Al? Bob Costas. Uh, okay. Bob Costas. <laughs> I wonder how much they had to pay them to say that line because you know he's a pretty serious. I would kid. make a bet and ask you what line, movie that's from, but I'm assuming you two know. Basketball, basketball of course. Basketball. <laughs> what, what What do you think? We're rookies at this? I'm just curious. You'd be surprised. Okay. All right. All right. Very so, underrated comedy. It, it is. I it is. It. It is. So, so Rick Pitino, they come out yesterday. Right. Uh, contract extension through the 2025-2026 season. Uh, the terms were not announced in this contract extension. Pitino would be the ripe age of 73 years old if he fulfilled this contract. Uh, he was quoted to say, I never looked at University of Louisville as a job. I looked at it as a privilege. Uh, he, the new deal adds four years to the previous contract that he signed back in the end of the 2013 season it includes a 7.5 million dollar retention bonus that kicks in every three years beginning in the year 2017 uh, his salary will increase from a cool 4.448 million dollars to a 5.093 million dollars doc your thoughts on the rick patino contract extension you know i and this might be a little taboo around here but uh you know I, I think when you're extending a coach, yes, Rick Pitino's done great work at the University of Louisville. No one can no one can argue otherwise. I think everyone would have to agree that his greatest success at UofL was the 2013 national championship team. Um, I I you know he's been to several Final Fours since he's been there. Some deep runs in the tournament. 
But here's the question. Do you really want to lock up a coach until he's 73 years old? That's, that's I think, is the is the question on everybody's mind. Is Rick Pitino worth the lockup? Absolutely. But is he worth it 10 years out? I mean, like you said, he's going to be 73. Um, college coaches nowadays, I'm going through... I'm going through the winningest D1 uh, coaches right now. Um, there were some good coaches back in the day that were older, but right now that list is active coaches. You're talking about Jim Calhoun. Um, let's see here. You've got Jim Calhoun. Um, Jim Calhoun retired two years ago. Yeah, he, he, re- he retired, but he's the closest one that we've got. Mike Mike Krzyzewski maybe, I, but I, he's not even 70. I think the so, uh, the reasoning behind the the actual contract here, Doc, I think what we're, what they're trying to get at is – uh, basically locking him up for the rest of his career. Right, yeah. And, he's trying to and make sure he's, I, but he's not going anywhere anyway. No, but I think you know and I know Rick Pitino is not going to coach the University of Louisville Cardinals till he's 73 right. years old. I mean, that, that would be silly. I mean, I mean, Trevor, come on. Do you think Rick Pitino is honestly going to coach the Cards till he's 73? I would say betting man, no. Yeah. I, I, I would say he's out of there at 68. Why 68? I, I, I just think it's I, – I think that the average, you know, people retire nowadays at 65. He's still got a lot in him. I would think it'd be sixty nine. That's probably his favorite number. You, it's one of those things that you. That's can't, fifteen, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't sit there and and just say. I mean, it. I think it's going to be sixty eight. You know, I think you're about four or five years out from from Rick Pitino. But the thing about Rick Pitino is this: you're not going to tell Rick Pitino when to retire. He's going to retire on his own tim- terms, and rightfully he should. That's why I think this contract is a, is kind of a bad idea because right now you're getting, you know, the 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 common U of L fan, okay, the common U of L fan is looking at this and saying, oh man, we got Ricky P until we're 26 years old, you know. Now the in depth sports people like like you know yourself, myself, TK, uh, you know, it, and half the people uh, have to some of the population out there. I was going to say half the population out there, but some of the population out there are looking at this and like, okay, this is just a safety net. So what are you really accomplishing by signing him up for for 73? I mean, at that time, too, Jurich's contract runs out, too. That's also one of those things that that kind of that kind of pops out at you. Like, because you've got the Jurich and Patino one-two double punch going on as well. And but to me, when I see Rick Patino locked up until 25, 26, I think two things. I think you've got a a coach that you know is going to be locked up for the rest of your career. So why why even why even put it out there? And the second thing I think is 73 years old, it's going to be instead of 15, it's going to be 5 seconds at that point. I mean, it's one of those things that you, you know, it, it time flies, I guess, when you're having fun. Rick Pitino is having a lot of fun. Is what I'm trying to say with that. He he's having a lot of fun. The kids love him. You know, he's got a lot of things going on in recruiting, okay? You've got You've got recruiting. We all know that he wants to get his hands on one and dones, but he's not a big guy that plays freshman, right? So the game of the landscape is changing around him, even right now. Even right now, he's lost out to, to recruits from the guy 70 miles down the road, Coach Cal. So he's, he's lost out on recruits because of his own playing method. So when, as the coaching scheme evolves around him, the landscape is going to change a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And Rick Pitino is always going to be ahead of the curve. He's always going to be with the curve. But I think I think it's important to Rick that he get out before he's left behind the curve. And I think that's what you got to worry about right now. Well, he's he, we all know he's loyal to the upperclassmen and loyal to the guys right. that have been around a while. And everybody knows that. I mean, 
He's not like John Calipari and some of these other coaches like Mike Koscheski and that that play younger guys. You don't see a lot of younger guys getting a lot of playing time under Rick Pitino unless it's a necessity and out of pure necessity, which actually last year there was a lot of that last year, but because that is what they had. Right. And, it, and if you want my opinion, obviously they won the national championship in 2013, but to me – I thought last year's coaching job by Rick Pitino to get them as far as they did in the tournament and to do as great as they did with what they had, I thought last year was an excellent coaching job by him. If you, if you want to talk about one of his best coaching years, I mean, because really, if you think about it, look at the look at all the talent that was lost from the previous years and what he had last season. I think what Pitino did last year was far outweighed and was greater than the 2013 season, even though they won the national championship that year because last year really let's let's think about it other than Montrez Harrell they really didn't have a whole lot last season and they almost made it to the final four and i think that that does speak to the coaching prowess that we're talking about you know rick patino is a great coach you know there's no denying that he was at kentucky uh, he, you know he's got a lot to a little bit to prove on the nba side because he thought it'd be a good idea to turn boston into the boston wildcats but i mean you know it, you got to have a little bit of diversity but at the same time, at the same time, he is a great coach, and great coaches get great results. Now, when the initial, when he got here initially, straight out of the NBA, I think the initial thought was for him to turn Louisville into what he had Kentucky at, well-oiled machine that people were afraid of, that would just drill you down. Mm-hmm. And I, that isn't quite what they got, but he got pretty close to it. You know, he he's gotten close to it. He is a good coach. And I think he does retain the right to retire when he wants to. I so agree. I, I, think I agree. Th- I, I agree with the contract extension. I, I, I differ on the fact that it's supposed to be for the next 10 years because, like I said, with a coach like Coach Patino, mm-hmm. I think he should go out on his on his own terms. And I think this is what this contract yeah. is doing. It's, it's basically it's, giving him the, the yeah. leeway, and, and he can go out on his own when he wants, right, right off into the sunset. I mean – Jurich isn't going to run him off. He's right. not going anywhere. He's a made man. Right. He, he's right. here to as long as he wants to be. Uh, so, you know, he's he's writing his own checks, basically, for the most part. I mean, so, uh, you know, he'll retire when he wants to retire. Everybody thought, well, you know, he was only going to be a couple more years. I know where that, you know, they're back a couple in the early 2000s. He kind of, or the late 2000s, I should say. He kind of had that loyal, that loyal, I should say where it was a little bit off and he was losing a lot of recruits and he even looked a little uh, disinterested and maybe even a little sickly at times on the sideline. He, d- he didn't look too great out there. Well, the 2013 team came around and, you know, he was reinvigorated. Uh, you know, you can you could saw it last year the way he was coaching because there's many times, as many times as I've seen Rick Pitino coach a basketball game, I get so aggravated at the way he uses like his timeouts <laughs> and the way he doesn't. Let me get phrase that the way he doesn't use his timeouts. I should say, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. But he's not the only one guilty of. No, that. he's not. He's by far not the only one. I he's, mean, you're talking about a Kentucky team that if they played it correctly last year would have beat Wisconsin. I mean, a Kentucky team that was up by. Three points that acted like they were up by ten when the Harrisons draw air the last three possessions of the game. I mean that's that, and you know you would think you'd call a timeout to kind of get everyone on the same page, uh, but you know so Coach Cal, 
you know, didn't use a timeout right there. So Rick Pitino is not the only one that doesn't know how to use timeouts. So they're, they're, the place is full of them. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there that could go to timeout 101 and probably be successful. Well, Pat McAfee, by the way, is rocking an Autobot shirt on the NFL Network right now. Kudos <laughs> to that. That was that's legit. It, to quote our good buddy Jr., if if wishes were fishes, yeah. the world would be an ocean. So we could talk all day about that. But I I just think you know, good for him. You know, I'm glad he's going to stick around a while. Personally, as an individual, I'm not a Rick Pitino fan. As a coach, I've liked what he's done over the years. But to me, like like we were saying, I think this is just a way to guarantee that he's going to be around, he's going to be able to retire when he wants, go out on his own accord, and ride off into the sunset, and that is a great thing for him. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Triple Threat Talk. When we get back, we may talk a little bit more about Rick Pitino, and we'll also get into the NBA Finals. That's next here on Triple Threat Talk, 1450 The Buzz, WXVW. When it comes to loving you, I'll do anything you want me to, I'll do anything at all, and I'm standing here for all the world to see, oh baby that's what's left to me, I don't have very far to fall. All right, welcome back here on Triple Threat Talk, 1450 AM, The Buzz, WXBW. Thanks for Trevor to rockin' the Garth Brooks bringing us back from break here. Uh, if you want to join us on the show, feel free to do so on the Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz line at 384-1450. Uh, so rolling right along here, Doc, we talked a little Rick Bettino in the first segment. You know, of course, getting that contract extension, so good for him there. We want to transition over to a little pro basketball. The NBA Finals going on right now. Uh, last night, it was Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Cleveland, where the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, knocked off the Golden State Warriors 96-91. to The Cavs taking a 2-1 to series lead here in this one. LeBron James leading the way with a double-double, 40 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. A poor shooting night, though, even though he had 40 points, just 14 of 34 shooting. Of course, Steph Curry leading the way for the Golden State Warriors. 27 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 10 of 20 shooting for uh, 50%. But the star of the show last night, the the man that everybody's talking about today here and, and there and everywhere, one Mr. Matthew Dellavedova of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 7 of 17 shooting. Uh, an awesome performance by him last night. Uh, Doc, what was your takeaway from the game last night? Obviously a very physical game. The Cavs led by as many as 20 points at one time. The Warriors coming back on them late, uh, making a close one uh, in the third and fourth quarter, and it came down to a couple of clutch LeBron James free throws, who actually we all know has been known to uh, not be very successful in the clutch when it came to clutch free throws. He iced it with four no-doubters at the end, and the Cavs take a five-point victory and take a 2-1 to series lead. What was your biggest takeaway from the game last night, and what has been your takeaway so far as the finals has uh, gotten underway? My takeaway last night and so far total have actually been the same thing. Matthew Dellavedova is probably the greatest B-plus player of this finals. I mean, he's not the greatest player. That's LeBron, easily. 
But Del Vadova, I think, has earned his right as a great backup player, especially in a team without without Kevin Love and and, and without <clears throat> without Kyrie. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you look at it and every good team, every team in the in the league right now has at least three good players. At least three. I mean, that's been said on multiple times, multiple occasions. You know, right now LeBron's got LeBron. So somebody had to step up. And Matthew Matthew Delvadova, undrafted out of St. Mary's, absolutely is pulling that off right now. The second year in the league, first year was 2013, the 2013-2014 season, uh, without LeBron. It was post-LeBron, or pre-LeBron. Now it's now it's during LeBron. So you made a statement on Facebook the other, or yesterday. What was your statement? Enlighten our new audience All right, with well, your statement. I on, on Facebook yesterday, we, I was watching the game last night at home, and the statement that I read, or I should say read, that I posted on Facebook last night was, and I quote, as I like to say, there would be no Matthew Dellavedova without LeBron James. End of story. I know they're all professionals, but I hate to bring the news to you. Cleveland does not need Kyrie or Kevin Love to win this championship. Okay, now here's the thing. Everybody needs other players, unless your name is Carmelo Anthony and you're the biggest ball hog that anyone's ever seen in their entire life. You know, uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, what, like three or four years ago when the Knicks actually finally made it to the playoffs again, he had the most shots and they didn't make it out of the first round. He had the make most shots out of the entire playoffs. But it, it's one of those things that when when you come down to it, I don't agree with your assessment on that. And here's why. I've got I've got Della Vidova stat lines right here. And if you want to join in, Obviously, call us on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, 384-1450. I'll tell you what, right now, because we want to hear your thoughts, we want to start interacting with callers. When we did this, our biggest thing was like, yes, we're finally going to get interact with more callers than we do on Blog Talk Radio. So we are going to give a free snack size, two free snack size wings, so you and a friend, you and a date, uh, to kind of sweeten the pot, tempt you a little bit. To Buffalo Wild Wings right now, we want to thank Anthony over there for hooking us up. Great service tonight from him and Ashley. Um, but what we what we really what what is really going on right now in 2013-2014, pre-LeBron, Matthew Delvadova Delvadova was averaging 4.7 points per game, 2.6 assists per game, 1.7 rebound per game, shooting a three-point percentage rate of 3.68 and a field goal percentage rate of 0.412. Not he, very good. Support player. Good little yeah. so, bench a, player. Seven, come in, get a couple se, minutes, and right. then go back out. That's right. Now, it's also worth noting that in all of this, that in all of this, you do not see him playing more than 30 minutes up until five times his entire career. He played he was played over 30 minutes for five times in his entire career. Over 30 minutes up until the last two games. The last two games, he's played 35 and 42 minutes, okay? I'm going to get into that in a minute. All right. During LeBron, right now, he's got 4.8 points per game, 3 assists per game, 1.9 rebounds per game, 407 three-point percentage rate, and a 362 uh, uh, field goal percentage rate. So, again, not very good. Not very Middle good. Middle of the road. So, your statement that LeBron James makes Matthew Dellavedova not really coming through in the numbers. I see what you're saying. The fact that, you know, you've got that support player right there mm-hmm. and that, you know, without the support, whatever, what have you, that it, it needs a little bit of work. Now, here's the other thing. It's also very important to note 
that Della Vadova has, as I said a moment ago, has not been able to play or has not played over 30 minutes a game except for five times in his entire career up until the last two games. What has happened after the last two games? Severe cramping. So much so, they was admitted to the hospital in Cleveland the other night to address some cramping issues. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, how tough you are. You get a cramp, you're locking up. Yeah. I mean, I've seen guys... You lock it up. Oh, you lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up and live it. I've seen guys twice my size go down with cramps. And if you're periscoping right now, I'm a pretty big guy. I mean, I'm not like fat. I mean, well, you're I'm wearing not a purple shirt, so yeah, you must you be advertising is, uh, to be grimace for McDonald's. This is, this is this is shockwave. All right, you show your respect. <laughs> so, so we've got we've got all these things combining in the fact that I don't think LeBron. I don't think Della Vadova is a made man from LeBron. I think he's a strong people as player. He's 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 stepping it up. And he's a he's a great scrapper. You know, I, I said I wasn't going to use that term earlier, but I, he's a good scrapper. You know, he's going to scrap. You're going to scrap. He's going to scrap right back. And I think that is a very important quality when you're looking when you're down two of your key players. Lord help them if if LeBron goes down. Oh, they're done. They're done. Done. The, 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 well, if people, LeBron goes down any time this season, well, they're done. It's true. They're done. But I mean, here, here's the thing though. You can't. I, I can't really get by and justify the statement that LeBron has made Della Vadova. I see where one can think that. I think I, my point I was trying to get, it maybe didn't come off quite like that, maybe I should have worded it a little better, was it's LeBron and everybody else. And what I mean by that is they're only going to go as far as LeBron can take them. Right. And TK can jump in on this. TK, you remember a couple years ago when uh, in Louisville basketball when it was uh, Reese Gaines and a bunch of nobodies, and it was as far as Reese Gaines could take them. Uh, well, they went. They were number four seed in Reese Gaines' senior year. Right. Well, yeah, obviously. Luke but I mean, when he first company. got here, if you remember, it wasn't really hardly anybody. It was Reese Gaines and a bunch of nobodies. Right? Yeah, I get what you're tempted to say. You're saying it's uh, the, the one player and a, and, exactly. and a bunch of scrubs around him. Yes, exactly. I get, I get what to you're me, trying to say. And to me, that's what the Cavs are to me right now. Now, like I said in the statement, I know they're professionals. That's what they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. They're, yeah. they're a team right now that if you take LeBron off of it, they're right now wondering if they take Joe Okafor or Carl Anthony Towns in the first pick of the draft. Right. I mean, that's you, you true. take LeBron off that team and still add Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, they're at best a six seed, maybe a four seed in the East playoffs. Exactly. And, and, and that was a point, too. They're making J.R. Smith look good. And come on, TK, how good was J.R. Smith with the Knicks? The Knicks are about to give him another extension just from the way that LeBron's made him look. <laughs> That's just also a testament to how dumb the Knicks are, though. And don't, don't get me started about New York teams because uh, I do not like New York teams because I think they're highly celebrated. But anyways. I mean, Michael Del Doble wasn't a bad – I mean, this was, he was a top recruit coming out of Australia. He played right. at St. Mary's. Saint he Mary's. took St. Mary's to no, multiple second-round games, including a, a, third, a Sweet 16 in his freshman year. He played major minutes. Was He's our all-time assist leader, steals leader, scoring minutes played. I mean, he left there with a pretty good increment, but he's also – Undrafted. He's an undrafted guy that should be probably playing in the Beargrass Christian Church League. There right. you go. And that's it's all he is. And he's not. And if, if you take LeBron James away from Del Doble, you have – well, you have a guy sitting in a purple shirt. I, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I, and see, that's the thing. The numbers, and, that is, and that is an insult to Shockwave. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's just not logical. Okay. Um, shock, the, 
The, the, the fact of the matter is, though, the numbers do not prove a correlation between the two. Now, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a facts I, guy. I'm like, not talking numbers. No, well, no, but Trevor was just kind of alluding to numbers. If you take LeBron out, you don't have Della Vadova. The numbers do not suggest that right, at all. Right, but, but what he, he didn't revert to numbers. He said no, if you take didn't. a if man you take, off If the, you take the man off the team, that you're going to all of a sudden have a Bear Grass Christian League player. and That's all I, he is to begin I, with. He's not, though. I mean, He is. He, he's somebody you can put in for quality men. He's a B-plus player. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who else is stepping up? Five, who else is stepping up? Okay, how about Tristan Thompson? Okay, you got Tristan Thompson. He had a double double last okay. night. Okay, did he hold? Did he hold Steph Curry to 19 points in game two? 19 points is still quite a bit. It's still quite a bit, but it's not as average. But His average it, is 23 it, points. That's fine. That's that's and technically four. yes, he did because they play a team defense. Well, they don't they play, play strictly man defense. to man. And 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 so he he only allowed four points less than his average. That's not that much. He didn't make that big of an advantage. Okay. So, but so should, Steph Curry any, averages 23 any, points a game, and he holds him to 19. In, that's, in that's any not, sport. That's not really playing very good in defense. In any sport, is someone you all are calling a Beargrass Christian Church player, should he hold anybody to just four points below their average? He's if, By by your all's comparison, what you guys are saying, I mean, what you're saying is that is he should be holding him to, you know, he should be scoring a lot higher than his average. I'm telling you, if you have a player, that helps to score, team defense included, if you have a player that helps score below the average, then they are a key, not a key part, but they are at least stepping up. He is doing his part to not embarrass the team. And I really think that that is an important thing that people are overlooking. I know Mike Golick agrees, because Mike Golick the other day was singing his praise. Actually, this morning, singing his praise. Of course, they were also singing Chris Broussard's praises, too, for so, even calling So we're in. now taking the opinion of a retired football player. Well, no, but what I'm saying is... You you know I'm getting a lot of clash a lot of clash but what I'm but saying is that I'm not the only one thinking that's fine I'm not the only one thinking this my opinion now, is not right your opinion is not right exactly everybody's opinion exactly no, but what I'm saying is you, you're telling me he averaged what'd you say four point six last year something like that uh yeah sorry um four point seven four point seven and now okay. he's four point eight so he's a tenth okay. of a point higher so he's still no good he's still and okay. If Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are healthy, mm-hmm. Matthew Dellavedova wouldn't see the floor right now. You see what I'm saying? Well, no, and I agree with that statement. And but those are your top. You, those are the top two guys. Those are the guys you expect to play. But the only reason LeBron is the only reason Matthew Dellavedova is being successful is because all of Golden State's focus is on LeBron James, and they still can't do nothing with him. Here's a stat, Doc, to throw out there okay, to you. Go ahead. In the first. After scoring 40 points last night in Game 3, mm-hmm. LeBron James broke the NBA Finals record for the most points scored through the first three games of the NBA Finals. And the Golden State Warriors are king on LeBron James. Okay. It, I mean, so that is opening up for Matthew Delvadova. That is opening up That's for, part of the game plan, for Tristan Thompson. So I'm telling you, because so, of LeBron James, that plays into what I was saying. No Be- no matter what, LeBron's going to get his. LeBron's going to get his no matter what. It's exactly. just like anybody else. It's just like it's just like Dwight Howard's going to get his. Carmelo Anthony's going to get his. So the point, the, the fact of the matter is this. When you have a player like Matthew Delvadova coming in, you don't think, oh, Delvadova's going to get his. But he is getting his. He is playing defensive and, ball. And he's only and getting he's his scrapping. because of LeBron James. It, 
it's because of the focus maybe going toward LeBron James. Exactly. Someone's so got to be open. Is given. Somebody has got to be open to make that exactly. play. Exactly. So that's not LeBron so, making him. So, that's, so Yes, that's, it is. That's Golden State if, leaving a wide opportunity. If I leave, if I leave a $50,000 lotto ticket behind on a table, uh-huh. is someone going to come by and pick that up? Well, of course. Okay. That's but, the point. If, if, if Matthew Delavadova is open for a shot because Golden State is stupid enough to leave this man open, he's going to take a shot. Well, I don't blame it, and that is my point. And that is not because LeBron, of LeBron making James, him, He's though. open. You see what okay. I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but it's not LeBron James making him. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's, it's Golden State putting all their <laughs> emphasis on LeBron James. You can sit there and laugh and do whatever you want, but it, it's Golden State that is that is putting all their emphasis on the LeBron James, and that is making Matthew Delvadova look good and making him to make the plays and score the points that he is scoring. And we'll get more into this topic. We're not done with this topic just yet. But We're going to head to break. Before you sign us out, but yes, we are going. But we definitely want to hear from you. Who's right? Who's wrong? What's your opinion? Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. 384-1450. We've still got those snack sizes on the on the line for the first caller calling in. We'll see you after the break. Triple Threat Talk, 1450 AM, The Buzz, WXVW. We'll be right back. Took my love and I took it down. Climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills to the landslide And welcome back here on Triple Threat Talk, 1450 AM, The Buzz, WXVW. You can always get at us on the show. Tweet us at Triple Threat Talk, one T in between the threat and the talk. Or get a hold of us on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. The phone number for that, 384-1450. And before the break... Uh, we were in a heated discussion <laughs> over uh, Matthew Delvadova and his performance in the uh, finals. So much of a heated discussion that our, our producer TK even called the doc an idiot, which is uh, which is pretty fun. <laughs> I think he was just taking your side because you're his favorite right now. Oh, is that what it I is? I think that's what it was. That's what it was. No, I, I think. I, I think he knows basketball. Like, like you know, like mom and dad have their favorites. Like you know, I think TK has his favorite between me and you. I usually favor the right answer, though. That's, that's the there you go. So that's the favoring the right answer. Uh, you know, it, it, it is an it is a variance of opinion, but. I'm just I'm here to tell you I'm not the only one who thinks this. You know, there are there are people everywhere uh, that, that I, are, I believe that. I mean I, yeah. I, I see the no child left behind stats. Yeah, exactly. I mean I, I get I get that. <laughs> but I mean I'm just but what I'm trying to say to you is that, you know, this there's no there's opinions, you know, is right. chocolate better than vanilla, is strawberry better than, you know, pecan pie. Pecan, but there's no opinion involving a fact, and the fact is Michael Delandova or Delandova or Matthew, what, Matthew, you know not what? Let's just, you know what? We're gonna call him the the, the this week's ten day contract. 
because <laughs> like without it. that, that's what you would do. You can attend, and he's a hustler. He's a good basketball. He's not a bad basketball player. No. I don't say he completely sucks, and he deserves to be probably playing in the NBA somewhere. I'm sure Minnesota or someone else will probably give him an extension, a big contract. Like someone's going to give Draymond Green a lot of money, and neither one of them deserve one penny of it. For the record, uh, TK, I like cookies and cream. Just so you that's know. a good one too. <laughs> I like, I like but that's an opinion. Can, can I weigh exactly. in? I like peanut butter and chocolate. These are these are these are argumentative opinions. There's no argument, let alone opinion, because it is straight fact right. that without LeBron James, Dylan Adova would not be known to anybody and no one would Thank really, you. other oh, than maybe thank you. other than maybe his wife and maybe family members in Australia. Exactly. I I just I just don't see how LeBron is lending to the stat line. But to me, numbers numbers speak to me. That's what I'm saying. What what is what is a controversy today? Okay. What is very much a controversy today is the Clay Thompson play at the 17 second mark last night. Okay. So Clay Thompson has hand on the ball with one foot out of bounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson has his hand has his hand on the bound, and what happens after this is um, there's a collision, and the ball has gotten out of bounds, and the referee in position maybe whistles a little bit inadvertently, okay? A little bit inadvertently, and they go to replay. And wrong answer. You don't go to replay off an inadvertent whistle. There are 15 triggers that go to... Now, at this point, Cleveland is up by three. But there are 15 triggers that trigger an automatic replay. They are not limited to, but do include uh, basketball going through the hoop with no time left, uh, all flagrant fouls, and all altercations. Those are automatic triggers. Those are three of the 15 automatic triggers, okay? And like I said, not limited to that list. Now, this inadvertent whistle is not to that list. So... The, the, how that should have played out was out of bounds, Golden State ball, okay? Out of bounds, Golden State ball. Golden State inbounds with a chance to, to be down by one or take the or tie, not take the lead, but tie. Now, in all likelihood, in all likelihood, Cleveland would have come back down and probably scored, maybe, a little bit, maybe. But at the very least, we're looking at a potential overtime. And why this is so important is because the officials – I think everybody can agree. We just had a dis- we just had a, a debate on Delavidova's place. I think we all deserve. I think we all agree that the correct place for these officials is the unemployment line. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> the, the officiating in these in these three games have been oh uh, horrid. Yeah. Yes, they've been bad on been both sides. Bad. It hasn't been one sided. I mean, clearly in game two, even though the Cavs won, it was hack LeBron for the final five minutes right. of the game and into overtime, and it was like, oh, LeBron's not getting fouled. And it's like clear. It's, it's, it's pretty evident. And there was a couple times last night it was what you would call a ghost foul. I almost wanted to start breaking out in Michael Jackson and going, you've been hit by, you've been struck by another ghost foul. You know, it's just, uh, it's kind of ridiculous, never, never, really. Never do that again. I know, right? Never. <laughs> now I do agree with something that you said. <laughs> <laughs> Took 49 minutes, but we got there. Took long enough. We, we, we got Trevor, the common ground now. Trevor, we got the that, common ground. That That's usual. Usually it takes a while for people to warm up to Gary, so you're, you're right a, there I'm with a, everybody else. I'm like else. beer. I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> acquired taste. Yeah, acquired, okay. But getting <laughs> back to the point uh the the referees have been really bad uh that's no surprise there was actually another play uh close around the play you were talking about where 
they were technically supposed to go to replay, mm-hmm. and they did something I've never seen the officials do. And the announcers even said, what are you doing? They looked up to the big screen and watched the replay on the big screen. Some of those referees are old, okay? They need, they need <laughs> and, like, and, zoomed in, and, all right? And I'm like, okay, you guys probably have, like, 30 camera angles, uh, 20 different ways to replay on the screen by the, you know, at the officiating table, and you're watching the overhead screen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for the kiss cam to pop up so they can give each other a good night kiss. <laughs> I don't know. But the officiating has been horrible at best. Uh, I don't think it's played a major role as far as who's won a game over who's not, in my opinion. Although the officiating has been bad. I don't think it's necessarily decided the game. We haven't seen such a horrible call at the end of the game, unlike the Louisville baseball game the other day, where that's a totally different story for another different day, uh, where the officials, or in that case the umpire, cost a team a game. But they definitely need to improve on it. Because clearly, like I said, in game two, you had a lot of hack LeBron going on, but the Cavs still pulled it out. But there definitely needs to be something done. And actually, the NBA did release something. Uh, the other day, uh, if you saw that, the mm-hmm. press release and saying that the referees did, in fact, miss uh, uh, several calls in those games. Several. Yeah, and it it really is kind of questioning like whether or not they're going to come back today, maybe later tomorrow, and say, you know, it was an inadvertent whistle, or maybe that they blew the whistle intentionally to cover up their own tracks. But because, you know, usually the league is not going to come out and say hey, we miffed two calls in a three-day period in the finals. I mean, that's not going to happen. No. So no. what the best we can hope for is some sort of lucid explanation of what's going on and why these officials appear to be snorting cocaine. Um, but wow. it's uh, You know, it, it's one of those things that – it is one of those things that – you know, we, we give it to you raw here on Triple Threat Talk. It's the truth. If you don't – if – if you agree with the way these officials are calling these finals, what are we, then, Jack Nicholson I mean, and a few good men yeah, now? Seriously, or what? you you can't handle the truth. If <laughs> if if you can't handle the criticism of whether, whether you're a Golden State or or Cleveland fan alike, you've been seen a, a call has gone against your team and it's been pretty bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, am I exactly. Wrong? No, like Trevor, I said, are we are do are do we have common ground here again? Uh, if anything, at least if an officiating is going to be bad, it's bad both ways. Right. That's all I can ever ask is for consistency, What even if it is not good consistency. Exactly. Now, even in game one, I think we can all agree that LeBron or that the Cavaliers were like being treated treated like redheaded stepchildren. I mean, it yeah. was it was pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that was it wasn't bad both ways that game. But I'm no. with Trevor that that if it's going to go bad one way. Mm-hmm. I prefer it to go bad both ways. Exactly. You know, but it, it unfortunately that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. You're right. And and it and, and to further that point, uh I think we would be talking a little more different. You you know, as to say, you know, you hear all the old adage superstar treatment. LeBron's definitely not getting the superstar treatment in this series. It's no. pretty evident. Uh so we can throw that out the window. You know, there's always uh talk about that. Uh, time and time again, we definitely haven't seen that. But here's a stat that I want to get your t- uh, t- thought on here, Doc, that I read a little earlier. Uh, the Cavaliers, and this is pretty impressive, are undefeated 4-0 and this postseason when both Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving are not in the lineup. 
totalitarian numbers, man. LeBron has got the team where he wants the team. He's got everybody zoned in. He doesn't have to worry about Kevin Love going on the lamb. He doesn't have to worry about Kyrie Irving going off the lamb. You know, I, I think right now it's it's working for him because LeBron can handle being double teamed occasionally. He's right. shown that. Absolutely. 30, I mean, what he thirty nine points the other day? Four he had uh, uh he had forty last night. Yeah. He had a double double. Yeah, yeah. And then the day before that he had a triple double. And uh, and all the focus is on him. Right. So and you made a statement th- uh, earlier that you know it was LeBron was the highest paid player on the court, and then yes. like the next highest was Steph Curry, I think. Yeah, and it was like half. Yeah, and like half of what he's making. So everybody's you making. Know, so the 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 point there is LeBron is earning his paycheck, absolutely, and he's not having to go to Kevin Love or anybody else. You know, like Carmelo Anthony makes it known that Car- it's Carmelo, it's Melo's team, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. And right now, LeBron. That was a slightly disturbing sight on NFL Network. Um, but uh, the, LeBron is making it known that right now this is his team. You know, this is this is LeBron's team. And he made it known that pretty much a uh, couple of playoff games ago when uh, they drew up a play and LeBron said out of the huddle, we're not running that play. I'm vetoing that play. So, you know, LeBron really takes the coaching out of it because LeBron is LeBron's team. Absolutely. So – and I, I think that that's the stat. That's what's going on with that stat. Right now, he doesn't have to worry about Kevin Love. He doesn't have to worry about Kyrie Irving. It's LeBron's team. Exactly. And and to that point, uh, he can run the team how he wants to run right. it. I mean, he's the floor general. He is the patent of the Cavaliers. I mean, he's out there. He's telling, you know, this guy to go here, that guy to go there. And one thing to point out, too, as well, that, that has been very impressive is the defense that the Cavaliers have played this postseason. I know a lot of people talk about their potent offense, of course, with LeBron James, but the defense has been very stellar, Doc, and I think I attribute that to one Mr. David Blatt, who in his rookie season, which I'll throw another stat out there for you really quick, Doc. I'm I'm full of stats tonight, Doc. You're the statistician tonight. (laughs) David Blatt, if he wins the championship this season – will become the first coach in the NBA to win the championship as a rookie head coach since 1982. Trevor, do you know who that head coach was? Uh, it'd be Bill Fitch. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Bill Fitch. It was uh, Casey Jones. No. no. Incorrect. It was, yeah, no, it was Boston. No, it would be Pat Riley, Pat actually, Riley. in 1982. Oh, they won 81. Uh, <laughs> so, right. so, Pat, so Pat Riley uh, be the first coach since Pat Riley to win the championship. And I think... His Pat Riley got the job because Magic didn't want Paul Westfall because he was being a baby. Amen. <laughs> exactly. That's, that, that is the truth. <laughs> exactly. So he's bringing his European-style ball to the NBA, and it's working. Mm-hmm. The, this defensive scheme that David Blatt has, has given the Cavs has, has been really good, and it's been very successful, and it has led them to this 2-1 series lead. And, you know, game four tomorrow night in Cleveland – I look for more of the same here, Doc. I think it'll be another knockdown, drag down battle. It's going to be another case of LeBron is going to have to take the team, put it on his back, and carry the weight as he's done so far this finals. My only worry, I, I think the Cavs are going to pull it out in six. I think the Cavs win tomorrow. I think the the Warriors come back, win at home in game five. But I think the Cavs will close it out here in game six. My biggest fear here, Doc, is that – because LeBron is having to carry this team and put the entire workload on his back, is that he 
runs out of gas if he gets tired. Because, I mean, obviously you can tell he is a tired, tired man. I mean, it's all adrenaline with him. I mean, back in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks, there was a game he was so gassed at the end of the game, he was on his hands and knees, and he just could not move. And we're talking about the greatest player in the NBA today, LeBron James. So clearly, when it comes down to it, I look for Cleveland to close this one out in six games, and LeBron can bring his title and his championship home. What do you, what do you think they're going to do in Cleveland if they win? I mean, UK fans, what they burn couches. What do U of L fans do? What do you what do you folks do whenever you? I didn't do anything. Didn't I do anything I jumped up and down, hugged my mom and dad, high five, screamed loud, did kind of like the Ric Flair. Woo! Tre- Trevor, what what did you do in 2013? Uh, I had to stay calm because I was on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, I uh, I went to the I went to all six playoff tournament game or tournament playoff tournament games. And uh, through media credentials, and I was actually on the court during the game, so I, I kept it cool. See, we we, we want to burn a couch. That's what UK fans. That's like UK fans. Want West to, Virginia so, burns couches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, see, what, what do you what do you what do you do if you're Cleveland? What do you do if you if you haven't won a, a championship well, in so long? I got an idea. The the Cleveland is home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so I guess you go out and like bust a guitar. Maybe. You think you do a Jeff Jarrett on the concrete? Yeah, or a Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Maybe set the guitar on fire. There you go. There you go. Play it behind their back. Play it behind their back and set it on fire like Jimi Hendrix. Does Cleveland have a song like New York, New York, or Kentucky? Remember the Drew Carey show? There you go. Cleveland Cleveland Rocks. Rocks. There's also the classic uh, Look Out Cleveland by the band. Yeah, there you go. Hey, there you go. And then like behind their backs, you know, play the chords while it's on fire. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) The Heart of Rock and Roll is in Cleveland by Huey Lewis and the News. Even better. There you go. So see, we've got it figured out. We are coming into the break. Uh, we we anxiously await your phone calls. Your first, the first phone call to our show, I know, is just right around the corner. Call us on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line 502-384-1450. Triple Threat Talk. Be back after the break. Drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. It never gets old. It never gets old. 37 years waiting and in the making. It finally happens. Welcome back here on Triple Threat Talk. Jimmy Biggers with you along with Gary Locker. Triple Threat Talk, 1450 The Buzz, WXVWAM. And you heard it there, Doc. American Pharaoh finally getting it done. We finally, at long last, we see the Triple Crown. Uh, What a whale of a race leading wire to wire. Uh, at the top of the stretch, he just, uh, all comers, looked back, never looked back, and it, just pulling away and winning it in impressive fashion. What an awesome, awesome experience. And the crowd, to me, Doc, holy crap. I haven't seen a roar or heard a roar like that in a long, long time for anything. It was a just constant, constant roar it was just amazing to see. I had goosebumps. I was cheering. 
uh, scaring the dog half to death, mind you. I was scaring, cheering so loudly. It was just an amazing, amazing sight, and I was happy as heck to see it finally happen uh, with American Pharaoh and trainer Bob Baffert and Victor Espinosa this past Saturday at the Belmont. I don't want to get off topic real quick, but I do ask you one thing. Sure. Are you calling him Locke or Doc? Both. <laughs> okay, because I didn't know. I know I probably should have asked this before him. It's been an hour, and I'm just like realizing. Well, it, it, well you said you were going to zone out, in all fairness. So. I did, and that's why it took me this long to realize it. <laughs> but because but I, I, I was just curious, because, I, I mean, I know your last name is Lockard. Right. And, and I didn't decide that maybe he's calling you Locked, and I thought I heard him say Doc, and I was like, there's no way he's got a doctorate, does he? I mean. I, I have a PhD. Do you have a PhD? No, no, no he does I not. I have, I have a PhD. <laughs> Trevor, to be honest. I have a bachelor's associate. To be honest, Trevor, I can't call him what I really want to call him on air. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> okay, but I didn't know if there was a, a, a you know, not to, and I'll let you get back in the triple crowd. I didn't mean to, to defer to no, the show. No, you're fine. You're, you're fine. But, but I'm just curious because I didn't know if it is Doc, is there, you know, a. Yes. You know, a, a story behind there, it. There is. Dwight Gooden was called Doc, and I think maybe because he was doing so many drugs, they just called him the doctor. <laughs> but I didn't know if there was a story behind yours. The, the story behind Doc is when we when we first started this, it was, it, it was we all came up with nicknames because we didn't want crazy people on the internet finding out who we really were. So Step one uh, is to get people to know who you that, are, That's though. right. That's right. So we we did a pretty good job of that. We want to weed out the crazies once right, you find one person. We do want to weed out the crazies. <laughs> it's like bait and switch. Yeah, so, so yeah. You know. But so I came up with the doc because of my primary job, which you know I I, I work dealer? in pharmacies. Oh, okay. Oh, so, you are. Yeah, yeah. I do work okay. in pharmacies. So, um, but it, it, we, we so we came up with that, and he used to work in the post office. So his internet name was Postmaster. Oh, yeah, Postmaster. <laughs> yeah, post- and I'm a fan of Indiana Jones. It, yeah, so, the, so I tied the them Jones. together, and it was Postmaster Jones. So can I call you Short Round? Mm, no, <laughs> Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. <laughs> I had to, I had to clarify no, that. You're, you're so. fine. You're okay. fine. But no, I mean the the triple crown thing is really astonishing because a it's 37 years and b two months ago for those of you who were listening on triple triple throat talk on Blog Talk Radio, which is probably quite a few of you. Um, all three of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's probably about right. <laughs> Say hi to mom. Hi mom. Love you. <laughs> There's a uh, you know. P- People know that I was pretty high on American Pharaoh beforehand, uh, before the Derby even was run, and you were you were high on you know international star, and of course he scratched in the Derby. But I, I take pride in knowing because you and I we don't always agree, but the one thing we at least are crossing the same wavelength on is horse racing. I mean, you know, our families are both pretty 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 good, pretty well tied to the track. We both know horse racing pretty well. Um, you know, a, a lot of people have that. Uh, you know, a lot of people go to the go to the track and they look at a program and they're reading Greek. You know, you and I know what to make of it. You know, I'm sure there are other people too. Trevor, when you go to the track, you know what? Do you know what that information is in the program? No, I, I picked the horse by the name, the color, or the jo- if I recognize a jockey. Okay, you'd be surprised how many people actually guy. win a bunch of oh, money doing absolutely. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not one of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. If I was, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, the track. But it, <laughs> well, there you go. It's one of those things, though, that, you know, you, you wanted to see it. You know, we've talked about it for for a long time. People people in the show horse industry have been waiting for this. You know, people in the thoroughbred industry have been waiting for this. People, you know, in all walks of horse breeding have been waiting for this. It was said that it couldn't be done anymore. The races are too close, and the races are too close together. The Belmont's too long. Uh, I mean, Trevor, you got you got a you got a sound bite of a baby crying you can play? You can throw my way. 
Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. We'll just go with what you did. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just uh, recycle it Is that it pretty later. good? Okay. That sounded pretty right. good to me, actually. So, so you know, it, it, it can't be done. You know, we're never going to see one again. You know, we, we've come, we had 13 near misses. For God's sakes, real quiet was beaten by a nose in the Belmont. A nose. He's the closest we've come. Smarty pre- Jones. Smart, Dang you. Smarty Jones is pretty good. You know, uh, Big Brown. You know, if uh, if the jockey didn't forget how to ride Big Brown, Big Brown would have probably done it. Uh, well, it wasn't the jockey's fault that well, he fell out of the gate. No, it wasn't. I can't was, blame Mike American, Smith for that. Come American on now, Pharaoh. American Pharaoh didn't really get a good break, and Victor Espinosa had it. And we right? do have we do have listeners. I just got a text that said, "Tell tell the doc not to talk like that ever again." <laughs> I was making a point of a crying baby, just like you're crying to Jimmy right now. Uh, so it, it's it, triple triple crown is it's a great accomplishment. Now the question is, and it's really been the question asked all week. It's not like this is anything new. How do they keep this momentum going? Well, first and foremost, you have either the Haskell or the Travers coming up. Zayet seems to think it's going to be the Haskell. I think you can run both. I I think you can run both. Um, I, I think the Haskell is an attractive option, uh, a little bit more so than the Traverse. If you're going to only ask, if you're only going to do one, uh, of course, Saratoga does not bode well for people who do well in, uh, in, in the triple crown races, but it's, it's not just about that. The one big thing it's about is, is the, when it comes down to it, we all know the big race that they want to do is the Breeders' Cup Classic. That's going to be, right. I think, I I don't know if he'll race at the age of four. I don't. But I do know that he's going to probably run in the Classic un, without some uh, God God for unforeseen circumstance. I think somebody brought up a good point the other day. And they said, why would you race him as a four-year-old? And in fact, why would you probably even take a chance on racing him the rest of his life? Because he's going to wait make way more money uh, doing stud fee and being, you know, doing stud than in a horse race. I mean, you saw the stud fees that they're charging, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, per per horse. And so why risk the chance, like you said, by God, something happens and, you know, something where he can't race again and then ultimately he can't even breed, breed ever. So to me, do I want to see him race again? Yes, I guess for own personal uh, pleasure, I guess, because I want to see him. I'd love to see him close out his career and win the Breeders' Cup Classic at Keeneland and ride off into the sunset and retire after that. That would be like the storybook ending, let's make another movie type deal to me. Right. Uh, that would be the, I guess. Disney's already going to make a movie after Oh, that. yeah. I mean, it's going to be American Pharaoh, the sequel. The okay. S- Thank you. Uh, we, we've got a caller, uh, Christian, I think. Christian, how you doing tonight? Good, e- good evening, Mr. Lockard and Mr. Biggers. You do remember me, right? How are we doing, Mr. Gary? How, 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 how we doing, How are we going to forget you, Christian? You, you, you've been listening to us from the get-go. Thank you for calling in and joining us on our inaugural show, Christian. How are you doing tonight? What do you want, what's on your mind? And nothing much except for the fact that I got a couple of things to talk about. First of all, when it comes down to American Pharaoh, I know you offline were a little bit happy about that 
have been about the first triple crown horse in 37 years, Mr. Locker. But do you think that the horse winning the triple crown should be a yearly thing? Because, to be honest, if that happens, I think that will just be oversaturation of the prestige of that honor. Wait a minute. So are you asking, should the triple crown be held every year? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> No, actually, I'm saying should do. a horse or jockey slide to win the Triple Crown every year? Well, of course. Isn't that the ultimate goal of horse racing, to win the Triple Crown? I, I would love the Triple Crown to be to be contested every year. I would love to see nothing more than that silver maker that does that. Because you know that trophy was 37 years old that they gave that they gave them. I mean, that was the last one. It was a modern yeah. era print of the trophy. I would love to see those guys just like running all about, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do next year? What are we going to do next year? We're just making a new <laughs> trophy design. I want to know how many how many ways they can work a triangle is what I want to know. Exactly. right now we've discovered, what, 12? There's 12 ways that they can work a triangle. I want to see if they can do it another 12 times. And I, I, I thought Victor Espinosa was going to pour some monster in it and drink out of it in the celebration the other day. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, I when it comes down to it, I think that Chris, I, I think, I think Christian, I think what you're trying to ask is, do we want to see it contended every year? I would like to. I, I think it adds a little bit more excitement. I mean, you know, you had you had so much excitement around this that the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they they had a giant screen. Okay, you had, they had a giant screen set up outside so that so that people because the arena wasn't open yet. You had so many people lined up just to watch early. Just to watch uh, the the Triple Crown, uh, just to watch the race. You know, we had people say that that they stopped play at the Reds game during that to watch the Triple Crown race, to watch the Belmont. And I think that's the ultimate goal is to get publicity. And I think Bob Baffert is, you know, if if I had my druthers, I would think that Bob Baffert or Dwayne Lucas would have been, even though they're older. You know, uh, they would be the perfect people to to usher in a new era if they're going to be able to do this. So I I think that I I really hope that if they are able to, I really hope that Bob Baffert knows the next couple steps because ideally it would be to get younger people involved in the sport, both as trainers and riders. Absolutely. Christian, what else you got for us tonight, buddy? Okay, I know y'all really don't follow soccer all that much, especially women's soccer, but when it comes down to the Women's World Cup and how Fox is basically making a big deal about the U.S. having their redemption, I mean, do you really think that we should focus more on the actual play instead of just caring about why is Hope Solo even being in? No, I don't. Why is Hope Solo even being in? Here's why I think they need to be talking about this is the fact that is the fact when it comes down to it, you know, storyline sports is not sports without storyline. Right now, earlier tonight, we had a very lively discussion about Matthew Delvadova and the storyline going on with LeBron James. It's a storyline. That's something that people are going to pay attention to. When you're talking about, you know, what what is anything without storyline? What is professional wrestling without storyline? What is what is baseball without storyline? What is the, the Bay rivalry, you know, the battle for the Bay without storyline, without people knowing that San Francisco and Oakland just detest each other. What, so much so that people get stabbed and shot in the stands. I mean, what, what, is, what, is, what are sports without storylines? So I think it's very important that you follow the storylines instead of, instead of just saying, oh, hey, 
by the way, Germany and Norway are playing at 4 p.m. I'm just saying, oh, hey, by the way, China and the Netherlands are playing at, at, at 6 p.m. You know, storylines are just as important, you know, because it gives people like Jimmy and myself and Trevor, it gives us something to talk about on the radio the next day, first and foremost, and that creates a storyline. It's kind of like the History Channel. It's made every day. You know, it, it's one of those things that is, it's just as important. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Doc. I mean, because um, it's the storyline and it's the uh, it's the storyline and it's the, the story itself that keeps us going and keeps us watching every day. So uh, it's part of the sport. It's part of what we like. It's part of what we enjoy. Um, so kind of getting back to the uh, triple. Th- thank you for the call, Christian, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that, Christian, as well. And to get back to the Triple Crown, what we were discussing uh, a, a little bit before Christian called in, um, a couple things that happened. Uh, one thing you pointed out to me earlier was that American Pharaoh was two seconds slower than Secretariat. I know a lot of people were pointing out, you know, could this horse beat Secretariat? Is this horse as good as Secretariat? Well, his times were two seconds slower than Secretariat, so obviously he could not compete with Secretariat, although I think it would have been a fun race to see had we seen American Pharaoh versus Secretariat. And it's always cool when you can when you can compare a super horse from the now from with the you know say a super horse from the then so you know in that comparison people want to do that all the time muhammad ali mike tyson you know michael jordan lebron james we hear that all the time we hear that all the time by the way i'm team jordan i'm just fyi but you know it's i don't think anybody asked but okay whatever shut up so you've got a you know i didn't care (laughs) (laughs) you're 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 over there with the team that says Team Griner, so I don't want to hear it. your your shirt says Team says Blue Jays. It's a Toronto Blue Jays shirt. Leave the man alone. I'm for a Blue Jays fan. Haven't I suffered enough in 20 years? No. Got pointed out. They, they you got a couple suffer. World Series rings though. I will say that <laughs> they need to need to suffer long, longer. What's that all about? All I right. Mean, What's I, that all about? Hey, I'm just. Uh, I, what can I say? I like uh, Tim Hortons coffee and donuts. I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing wrong with it. I that. am a Blue Jays fan though, legitimately. I, I believe it. I'm. I'm the legitimately. Full yeah. cards on the table. I'm I, a San Francisco 49ers fan. That's I, fine. I have been ever ever. Don't, don't you? Everybody no. makes mistakes. You, it's, you gosh, don't even don't even start. Which team are you supporting this year? <laughs> Whatever team's Peyton Manning is on. We've been over this. We've been over this. You think he's not a Niner? He'd retired by now. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So real quick before we go to break, I just want to uh, one other quick thing about the. Um, Triple Crown, and that is uh, hats off to Bob Baffert and Victor Espinosa. Absolutely. Both donating their winnings from the Triple Crown. Bob Baffert donating to the Disabled Jockeys Fund, and Victor Espinosa donating his winnings to the uh, Cancer Fund. Uh, so hats off to them. Class act. Very Absolutely. good. And another class act move that Victor did on Saturday after he won, he made it a point to circle around several times mm-hmm. so as many people as possible could get a picture of American Pharaoh. And if you and if you live here in Louisville and you're a fan of going out to the track, head on out to the track this Saturday evening for Stephen Foster night because American Pharaoh will be making a public appearance. So I imagine that track is going to be packed with people. It's already a crowded night with Stephen Foster night. Didn't Stephen Foster right my old Kentucky home? Yes. Yes, you are correct. 
And so it'll be doubly packed so fans can get a glimpse of the great American Pharaoh. So if you want to give us a shout, you can do so on the Twitter line. Tweet us at Triple Threat Talk. One T in between the T and the talk. Or you can give us a buzz on the Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. 384-1450. This is Triple Threat Talk. You're listening to 1450 AM, the sports buzz. WXVW will be right back. And uh, that is, uh, for, for those of you oh, along our generation, that is possibly one of the greatest, from one of the greatest animated movies ever. That was 1986 Transformers movie. That was Stan Bush. You've got the touch. Uh, that was that was great. You know what's funny is that song, first of all, I didn't even remember that was in that movie. You know, I'd seen it when I was a, I was a kid, and that song always came to me as the Dirk Diggler song that uh, Mark Wahlberg sings. But in hindsight, now knowing that the, the original version was done by Stan Bush, that's a better porn name than Dirk Diggler. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy had an original. I mean, it was it was perfect the movie, the song that they picked to have a porn artist trying to become a musician by singing a song that's named after that's sung by a guy that has a porn name. <laughs> that's right. Just, <laughs> some things I, things I think I think of and ponder at night. <laughs> that's th- things that keep TK up at night. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So we we were talking about the track, and you'd said uh, early, right before the last break that uh, people have um, people have. You know, when you go to the track, you know, things you do at the track, all right? Well, I had an experience. I, 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 I did the, um, I did the, um. Yes. I, I do lift. Sorry. I had a, I had a, I had a brain aneurysm there for a second. Hey, Junior. I drive, I drive for lift, okay? You got 30 minutes left to get this story out of Thank you. I know, I drive for lift on the side. So anytime that you're out and about and you're using lift, you know, you, you, you may come across, you know, your friendly local neighborhood radio host. So, you know, uh, I, I do lift and I, I had to ride the other night some, some, some very intoxicated young ladies, but they were fun. They were fun. Before you go on, what's the lift? Lift is kind of like the Uber. I get, okay. What's the Uber? Okay. So it's a ride sharing service. So you have a, you have a, uh, you have like a smartphone, okay? Uh-huh. And if you're if you're out and about and need a ride, or you don't drive or don't have a car, you uh-huh. page for a ride, a driver to come get you. It's kind of like so a, you're a taxi service, you know, right? I'm a, I'm a better version of a taxi service. I wouldn't what, get in the car English? with him, Trevor. I I I can I can speak I like, like Global's this. taxi service. You show up within four hours, right? Right? No, yeah, yeah. If you if you call me, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kick my feet up and charge you. On the meter and not come to pick you up yet. So you just you just own the car you have that parked out front. Is that what you pick yeah, people up? Yeah, that's why I pick people up. Yeah, I wouldn't get in that car. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm like I'm riding in this. This but sounds creepy. It's a I nice know, car. It does, doesn't it's it? It's an awesome. I car. mean, it's bad enough that you have it on the side of that car. It says popsicles and dreams. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's, you like how it's painted white with no windows? Yeah, too? I mean, there's no windows yet. It says free candy bars in the back. Trevor, I mean, can we contact Chris Hansen? I think we might need to get him involved. So, so this is a legitimate thing, though. You, do you have like a business card? No, or? I've got a business card that says you I'm put a your radio number host. like on stalls. 
and stuff? Or, right. I mean... <laughs> That's right. If, if you're puking in this toilet, you need to call me for a ride? That's right. Call me for a ride. Yeah. So this this is a, so Lyft is so it's something that people call you. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure. I wanted to no, get that no, out there for anybody else. A, it's like it's me. a valid question because you know how many times you know how many times that I'm asked what the heck is Lyft and it's spelled L Y F T. It's kind of like it's so they were right. So 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 the young ladies were intoxicated and I said, so did you all see the Triple Crown? You know, oh yeah, this is great. Uh, one of them had, I believe her name was Jenny. I'm going to go to the part tell people I'm with Lyft. I never can get intoxicated women to get in my car. I'm going to tell them I'm with Lyft. I'm pretty sure if they took one look at you, they'd be out the other day. <laughs> That's all right. That's what a Rufy Colada does. Hey, anyway. Trevor, see, the reason why he's taking this Lyft job, that's the only way he could get women is in that his what he's cars. Doing? He's so that's, that's why he's going with Easy that. now. The, the lady friend is listening, okay? The lady friend is listening. Did you meet her through Lyft? No, I met I met her through Christian Mingle, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Um. I, Hi, darling. How are you? I'm not going to say your name because I know you don't want me to. Um, but it's That's one not of, a good thing for the relationship. <laughs> know, right. <laughs> so, so this Jenny girl gets in the car and she's like, I had my first, my first triple crown experience. I went to the Derby and I said, oh, how'd you like it? And you know, you, you know, you and I are big, are huge Big Bang Theory fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, re- remember like the time when Leonard is dating Dr. Stephanie and they turns out that she resided at the hospital that Sheldon was born. Yes. Remember that episode? Yes, yes. And he goes on to say, oh, I love that place. I, I got to ride there in a helicopter. A keyword, I got to ride there in a helicopter. So she says, she says, my first derby experience was great. I got to ride out of there on an ambulance. So apparently her and her Jack and Jim are no longer are no longer together, but she went on to say that her and Jose were, were a perfectly good couple still. So I was <laughs> Whatever works, I, I guess. I, I loved the phrasing. Gotta drown your sour somehow. It, that's right. I, I loved the phrasing there. Uh, I loved the phrasing there of she got to ride out on a on a on an ambulance in an ambulance. I thought that was fun. Like Did it, she say why? Because she was so drunk. So she, she, they just. She was, she was. That was the case. There would be nothing but ambulance. Yeah, wouldn't she be in the back of a police car? (laughs) So, are you sure that she had the sirens on the top of the automobile ride? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And see, it's funny too because when you look at it, you're like, you're like, I I appreciate that you think that getting to ride out of Churchill Downs on an ambulance is is a good thing. Meet speed and get stuck in traffic. I guess. I mean. Actually, she was so drunk, Trevor, the problem probably was she probably got one of those sirens and she had it mounted on her head like a minion and she was going, be-doo, be-doo, be-doo. She, th- she probably thought Doc's lift was the ambulance. That's right. <laughs> I guess I'm getting to ride in an ambulance from the bar. I get to ride in an ambulance. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if she left it. If you picked her up on the, so you picked her up. I'm assuming on the Saturday night that was church, that, right. That, so, just so she hours. left in an ambulance, and then within hours was already at another no, establishment, no, no, no. and was, then you came and got her there. No, no, no. She did she, she not had, fake a heart she, attack twice in one day. She had she had gone to this at the at the Derby. I picked her up on Belmont night. That's when. That's oh, when, I got that's you. When they okay, paid for the ride okay. On, I thought you picked on, her like the, the same night. I was like, this girl's getting around. My kind of lady. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped by the 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 sane asylum ward at U of L and picked her up. She'd been in right. on a three week visit. The, and, he picked her up from the detox tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and a big shout out to to everyone over at St. Mary's. <laughs> no. Just before we get off completely subject to the lift, because I'm fascinated by this for some reason. 
What is the most popular? Uh, we'll give him a free plug. What's the most popular bar that you get called to? You know what? The most popular bar, and you're gonna laugh. If you say Phoenix, Hill, I'm sorry for your business. No, it's it's Play downtown. That's right. That's right. I've get never called heard of that place. Okay, I have to figure out a way to say this politically correct. Is it the? It is. It is. Wait a minute. Is it connections like? Yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, well, let me know what that is. Okay. okay. I, I, this is the mo- I've been there three times. Now I will say that one thing. Uh, resurface is quickly catching up. Quickly catching up. Again, I took, another bar. I've okay, never resurface heard of. is not a bar. Resurface is kind of like. So you know the on Main Street, okay? Yeah, someone uh, tells you alcohol that so the reward resurface is not one of my vocabulary when I'm <laughs> well, drinking too much re- alcohol. Resurface is going on for like the next three or four weekends, okay? Okay. So or it, it goes on throughout the summer, and basically what resurface is, you know, you, have you been on Main Street lately? Not, not, not that I have to. Okay. All right. Not okay. So there's like a facade of of building faces, and that's all it is. It's just the building faces. They've knocked out the rest of right. the building. Okay. And re- resurface is they have put in some thing like some some booths or a DJ booth as well. Several like uh, drink outfits, several food outfits in there, and it, it, lately it's been tendering to bourbon. It's been tending to the bourbon crowd a lot. But they're calling it resurface. It's pretty popular, so popular that the mayor of Louisville was there the other night. But I gave three rides there in one night. So it, it's quickly catching up. But play, I, play I've gone to four times on Lyft, uh, three, times to, uh, three times to resurface. So this isn't a nightly thing. This is like a couple days yeah, a week. I, I do maybe. like a couple days a week. Okay. It, you know, it brings in, because me and the lady friend, we're, we're you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring. I'm lady exploring uh, for a house. So she's encouraging me. She encouraged me to get, to make more money. So I, I was like, I'm not going to take on another job. Lyft, you can kind of work on your own. But, you know, you listen to the women in your life if you want to be happy, right? I mean, so. So, you know, you, you listen to the women in your life, and she said, you now, know. She doesn't have it, a name, though, right? Right, right, right. No, I'm she not doesn't exist, right? Uh, one of these days I'll say it. But, you Post-master, know, she's not like the sweater on the chair with his dates in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that. I have met her once. I took that woman to prom twice. Once. <laughs> once. <laughs> okay. For, for a good time called Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I guess the best way to put it, these places are called alternative lifestyle bars. Yeah, that's a good I one. Yeah, there you and, go. And you know, and God love them. You know, it's yeah, it's absolutely. okay. It's yeah, their money's you know, as green as anyone's. Yeah, do do <laughs> do what you want. It doesn't affect me at all. So, no, it doesn't I mean, affect absolutely. me. Absolutely. So I well, mean, it's not a bad gig though. It's not a that. bad gig. And you know, I, I make what I, I, I did mean, that in college with my roommates for free. I got screwed. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe maybe you need to look at your business model, sir. I really maybe, need to. Maybe I can talk to Stephanie and see if she'll let me use the Camaro to uh, do that. That would although, be great. Although I don't know if you know, it's kind of small. <laughs> you know, uh, the back the back seat's not very big, so like somebody of your size probably couldn't fit. Are you calling me fat? I uh, could be. <laughs> so. I am not you fat. I am fat. Uh, <laughs> you're not compared to me. You're not. We always could take the move the uh, sports buzz bus out and do there, this. Hey, oh, there we go. Hey, mass lifting. Hey, you know, there's something called Lift Plus. By the way, if you need to move more than six people. You 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 click the plus button and somebody who can accommodate your size come comes out. Somebody who can accommodate your size party comes out. So like the guy from Bullet County and like the uh, black paintball bus that he hauls around all of his good friends in to go hunting comes and and uh, you all go and you pick them up there. Right, right. So you know, and, and like I said, you know, getting to the triple crown kind of thing. You know, going going back to that. 
You know, uh, Bob Baffert got to get on. I know it's a huge transition, but that's what we were going <laughs> to. You, Trevor uh, got fascinated by the whole lift thing, and that's great. I told you this is why I don't put the TV on when I'm in that studio. It's because my ADD. <laughs> I mean, you jingle some keys, and I'm completely lost track. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Bob Fantastic. Baffert gave out the first pitch to the Diamondbacks game. Um, I, we've got a – we do have a caller. Uh, we go to we Brian. Go to Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Congratulations on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It, it really means a lot to us. It, it really does. Absolutely. And if uh, folks at home, this is Mr. Brian Cannon. Yeah. Uh, From ovwmaniablogspot.com. We're going to give him dot a free shout blogspot. Yeah, dot blogspot. Don't forget that extra dot, Doc. That's very important. Now, yeah, you got to have the dot. Now, now, Brian is very, very special because Brian is getting married this weekend. I know. It's, it's going to be awesome. Plunge. He's taking the plunge. Brian, are you nervous? Honestly, uh, I haven't been this whole time, but the last couple of days with all the last-minute details kind of stressing, it's kind of getting there a little bit. <laughs> oh, I will tell you, Brian, what I did, it was totally by accident. It wasn't planned, but the day I got married, uh, I'm hanging out in the hotel pool, and I look over at one of my groomsmen, and I'm like, what time is it? And they're like, oh, well, it's this time. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm getting married in an hour. I need to go get my tuxedo on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, so, Brian, what, what what is on your mind tonight, brother? Not a whole lot. Uh, you know, I've got the, the basic wrestling stuff going on. and then uh, How was OVW tonight? Of course, I've it was very interesting because uh, the OVW owner, Danny Davis, came out. Uh, if, you, if For those that don't know, OVW is a local company here in Louisville um, that has tremendous wrestling. They train some of the greatest superstars between John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton. The list goes on and on. But uh, they're, they have shows every Wednesday night at the Davis Arena, uh, which is on 4400 Shepherdsville Road here in Louisville. Tickets are only $5 every week. It's a great night of action, family, fun entertainment. But um, tonight... Uh, the OVW owner came out, Danny Davis. He was really upset because this past Saturday they had one of their Saturday night specials, and Trailer Park Trash was supposed to team with Randy Royal to face uh, King Shane Williams and Victor Bruiser. Well, Randy Royal ended up turning on Frank uh, Trailer Park Trash, and then Victor Bruiser went to the back, got a cinder block, and busted it across Trash's stomach. And so Danny Davis was real upset tonight, came out, said that uh, – uh, trailer Park Trash is like a son to him, and he just can't stay in the backstabbing and things like that. And he actually walked out on his own company tonight. Wow. So wow, Danny very Davis, interesting. Uh, Danny Davis walking out of his own company. Now, I, I had to clarify, because when you say Trailer Park Trash, it can have two meanings. We're talking about the wrestler Whoa. Whoa. Trailer Park Easy, <laughs> easy, easy. easy. Not, not the young ladies of Walmart and we right. drove not, Indiana. Not the Walmart Hey, we were tuned into that earlier, Trevor. Earlier. That was quite hilarious. That yeah, was a good conversation. Good video. It was a good video. <laughs> so, um, so, so Danny Davis walking out on his own company tonight. All right, all right. Um, what, uh, what, what's in store next for OVW? Where are they going? Well, right now the uh, heavyweight champion is Eddie Diamond. He successfully defended uh, this past Saturday against uh, superstar Jay Bradley, who's been all over WWE, TNA, uh, everything else. And then tonight he successfully defended against Adam Revolver. Uh, Ryan Howell won the TV title uh, Saturday night against Adam Revolver. 
And uh, the current tag team champions are the War Machine, Eric Locker, and Big John, who are being managed by Josh Ashcraft. Right now, there's kind of a a four-on-four type thing going on. That's how the show ended tonight. Ryan Howe was actually defending the OVW TV title against Randy Royal, who had Victor Bruiser in his corner. Uh, They knocked out the referee and started double-teaming Ryan Howe, which brought out Eddie Diamond and uh, a new superstar that's been around the last few weeks. He, He actually was in OVW at one time named Mitch Huff. Uh, they came out to help Ryan Howe. Then the War Machine came out, and then Adam Wilde came out. And so basically you've got kind of a, a four-on-four standoff with the OVW heavyweight champion Eddie Diamond, television champion Ryan Howe, and the new tag team of Adam Wilde and Mitch Huff uh, against the War Machine, Randy Royal, and Victor Bruiser. So it's kind of a, a, a big, literally a big war there going on between them and uh, the other the other faction and You've got all your champions involved in it, so that's kind of where we're headed, and we don't know what's going to happen now with the status of uh, Danny Davis walking out tonight. All right, all right. That sounds like a lot of big stuff going on over at OVW. And if you want to check any of that out or keep up to date with anything and everything that's going on over there, Brian keeps it locked and loaded and ready to go for you on www.ovwmania.blogspot.com. Brian, we got to get to a break, but we really appreciate you stopping by, and thanks for checking in with us. All right, buddy? Uh, always. All right. That's, Thank you, Brian. Uh, that's Brian Cannon with ovwmania.blogspot.com. And when we get back here on Triple Threat Talk, we will talk a little bit about a no-hitter in baseball and wrap up the show. All that next on Triple Threat Talk, 1450 The Buzz. And now, 23,000. Here standing. Two balls, two strikes. Got him! And Chris Heston here in New York City has thrown a no-hitter. And welcome back here on Triple Threat Talk, 1450 The Buzz. Jimmy Biggers along with my friend and co-host, the Doc Gary Lockhart. And as you heard right there, San Francisco Giants pitcher Chris Heston throwing the first no-hitter of the season, Doc. And what I think makes him impressive about this particular no-hitter, he is a rookie pitcher uh, getting this no-hitter last night as the, the Giants pitcher 11 strikeouts against uh, the New York Mets. You're, you're a stat guy there, Post. Uh, last rookie throw a no-hitter in baseball? Clay Buckholz. In year 2007. Yes. Also correct. the same year that the Cavs went to the finals. The Cavs played game three last night. This last time the Cavs played a game three 2007, Verlander also threw a no-hitter. There you go. How about that? That's awesome. Golly. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Trevor, my man. I That's stole that I'm from. I stole that from someone else, obviously, <laughs> but See, we won't you, give it. You, you guys are talking baseball. What's so, wrong with that? Baseball? Nothing's wrong with it. I just don't. I, I I keep up with. Do you not see the shirt with my sports? You're wearing a blue jays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've we've already identified you as one of God's sad little creatures. Yeah. It's fine. Wow, so, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not little. Wow, <laughs> that's below the belt. Come on, Doc. Really? <laughs> but but I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know I I like I casually follow baseball. I like the Reds, you know, and the Giants. I'm sorry. I'm a big San Francisco fan. 
Uh, no, across across the board. You like the Reds and the Giants, then? Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of hard. It's kind of a tough love I'm little a, thing. I'm a, I'm a Braves guy. Yeah, as I know, you know. You're, you're a Braves guy, and and, uh, and tri- TK is a TK is a, is, a, is a Toronto guy. And you should like me, even though the Toronto beat the Atlanta in the World Series. If it wasn't for Toronto saying, "Okay, Bobby Cox, we don't think you can get it done," he would have never gone to Atlanta in the first place. Yeah, true. Be, like show my that's age okay. There. That's okay though. Bobby Cox was the I mean, manager. You can have your Joe Atlanta. Carter moment. Just keep that to yourself. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we right now currently hold the longest streak without making the playoffs in baseball, and that being Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> Thank you, Kansas City, for finally making the postseason last year. <laughs> there, there you go. And now it's been 21 years since the Blue Jays have had a postseason hit. The last postseason hit was Joe Carter's home run. Yeah, so in fact, last night he did get the no hitter, Chris Heston. He did not get a perfect game, however, he did. Hit three batters. A Loser. Uh, I know. I know, right? Uh, and as uh, Trevor hit three out, batters. Had, you know. how, do you, how do you not get thrown out of the game? After you this? Oh, they're supposed to throw you out after a second plunk. Isn't, isn't that unnecessary roughness on the pitcher? Yeah, I mean, did they not, did, I'm surprised that did, did the Mets pitcher not throw anybody, throw anybody on the Giants side either. I, I don't guess not, no. I mean, you would have thought somebody would have got tossed out or might have had one of those old-fashioned uh, bench-clearing brawls right <laughs> there. Usually, but. I hit, I hit three batters on MLB 15, and I get thrown out of the game. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> and, that was, and that was just my own. I, now, I did beat him on purpose because I got tired of the computer fouling the ball when, off over and over. There and you go. Getting when, frustrated, when, but. when rage quit goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he did hit three batters, so it, that ruined his bid for a perfect game. Uh, and as Trevor alluded to, the first rookie pitcher to have a no-hitter since Clay Buckholtz in 2007. Also, did you know this, Trevor? He is the first pitcher – since uh, some guy named Nolan Ryan. Who's I, that? I, I think we've heard of him, right? He, hasn't uh, he done some commercials in town? To throw a no-hitter. Little yellow. <laughs> uh, to throw a no-hitter after failing to complete four innings in his previous start. Wow. Which uh, that, You knowing that stat makes me actually curious whether you actually have been with a woman. That's, 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 a type, that, that's what we call in this business a virgin stat. It's, <laughs> it's called I'm doing my research, Trevor. Give me a break. I want to be fully but if prepared. You have, but if you have a lady, she's not giving you that much time to find that stat. <laughs> Stephanie gives me all the okay. time I need. Thank you very much. I'm okay. She gives me all the time I need. But it is, that, is a, that is a well dug up stat. I do like that. Okay. So, so he becomes the first pitcher since Nolan Ryan to throw a no-hitter after failing to complete four innings in his previous start, and he helped his own case. Uh, he went two for four at the plate last night with two RBIs. So not only was he getting it done in the pitcher's mound, he was also getting it done, uh, you know, behind the behind the plate. Kind of like or kinda at like the, the plate, base. I guess. Yeah. If he was behind, it'd be Buster only. He'd be uh, well, Buster yeah, Posey. Buster Posey. The, yeah, Buster only's the announcer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to confuse the two there. I apologize for that. The the, the babe uh, used to do that. The babe, babe, babe Ruth, yeah, yeah. A lot of people to. didn't. A lot of people didn't know that. Yeah, that no hitter, by the way, ties San Francisco with eighteen no hitters in the franchise history with Boston Red Sox, Chicago White Sox, only behind what franchise gentleman was twenty five. Mm. Uh, I think he, he might have us he, on this. He might one, have us on I'm, this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atlanta. That is incorrect. Ah. Uh, are we talking National League or American League? We're talking the Major League Baseball. Atlanta has 14, by the way. I know. Are we talking National League or American League? We're talking both Major League Baseball, American and National. He, I'm wanting you to tell me the team. Like, oh, what? I thought you were trying to. Okay. <laughs> uh, they are a uh, National League team. Um, Didn't I'm going to go with St. Louis Cardinals. 
Uh, that is also incorrect. The correct answer is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dang it, my father-in-law is going to shoot me for that one. He's a big, he's a big Dodgers fan. I should know that. Bonus point: only team right not now. to have a no hitter. What's that? Only team ever not to have a no hitter. Uh, the Cubs? No, no. The Cubs have <laughs> had numerous. Had Thirteen one. actually. Oh yeah, really? Uh, yeah. Um, Several teams only have had one: Brewers, Blue Jays, Dave Steve. More power to you. Colorado Rockies, Rays, and Mets, but one only one franchise has ever never had a no hitter, and it is again National League. I'm going to say the Marlins. That is incorrect. As no, well. they have had. I've seen. Yeah, one they've had five. Yeah, uh, Pirates. Uh, that is also incorrect. Pittsburgh Pirates have had six. It is the San Diego Padres. This is All this right. is how much baseball I know. Yeah, but zero. See, th- again, okay. <laughs> he was picking on me a while ago. Now I'm starting to wonder about him because he's pulling out stats like that. I'll throw one more for you. The, the, the formerly defunct Louisville Eclipse slash Colonels of the National League had four no-hitters in their history. Wow, that's an awesome that's stat. That's a cool I stat. I actually like that that's stat. A cool that, stat. That's a cool stat. I remember right when the Redbirds, remember the old Redbirds? Oh, yes. They broke the attendance record that one, one year? Million, first yeah. time they ever had one million yeah. fa- sold for a uh, AAA franchise. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were uh, 1980. It was like, it was. I think it was. It would be if it was 87, that would be the team with Todd Worrell and Vince Coleman and company. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that plaque at, uh, they've still got it over at, Cardinal over Stadium. at the Bat Stadium. Oh, they have it now there. Yeah, they've got it over at uh, the Bat Stadium. I went to, I had season tickets uh, three straight years for the Redbirds. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they were a great. Hey, I remember going there. Interesting stat my cousin was Billy Bird. Really? Yes. Really? That's cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought. Did he get to keep the costume? Uh, no, he doesn't have it anymore, but it, oh. it was it was pretty. He was actually Billy Bird. You remember Rowdy the River Frog when the ice hockey team was here? I remember the River Frogs, but I do not remember their mascot. Yeah, well, he was Rowdy the River Frog. I remember he, I saw him, they were the Ice Hawks, too, as well. Yeah, and he was also uh, the Panther when they were the Louisville Panthers. So he's like a uh, lifelong mascot. mascot? Well, not anymore. going to hook him What's, up. What, 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 what does a career-long mascot guy do for a living once mascots stays I don't the know. I mean, there's some good jobs out there, Trevor. I mean, This is your cousin, look, right? Look how long the Philly Fanatic has been around. That's true. Uh, he said, you don't even know what he does now for a living? Well, no, no, my cousin, no. He, okay. uh, he's good with guns. He does personal defense <laughs> That's stuff. good to know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so the the guy in the mascot suit, people he, throw crap hey, at is Trevor, good with guns. Trevor, he can kill people now, okay? That's what he does. Wow. Between him and you as the post office, uh, you're, you're a violent family to be around. <laughs> you haven't met my dad yet. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hopefully the doc's got some pharmaceutics to calm you down there a little we, bit. We, we've got anxiety medicine all day. It'll calm Absolutely. you right on down. Give you a chill pill. Literally. It's all good. It's well, be good. Let's stay by the rail because we've gone off it in this show right now. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I, I think we've had a pretty successful first show. I, I hope Louisville and Southern Indiana has not turned the page on us yet. Uh, I think uh, I, I think this went really well. Oh, nice Bob Seger reference there. Thank you. Turn the page. Turn the page. That's Redone right. by Metallica. Turn the page. Uh, the Bob Seger was about, much more by, better by than far the better. Oh, Metallica yes. reference, by sure. Um, I was know, trying to be involved. In I do. Group. I do got to say one thing. Though. What's that? And, and if I don't go the whole show without saying it, they're going to kill me. But I got some friends down in Alabama that are actually tuned oh, in boy. right now. So I got to say War Eagle to my friends and, down there. And in I've got to say Roll Tide. You would. That's what I've got to say would. to that. Always I'm the assuming country. they're Ob- so they're Auburn fans. Yes, yeah, they are actually War, War Auburn Eagle. fans. They are not Alabama. I'm saying, uh, will they time. be going to the Louisville Auburn game? Yes, uh, yes, they are. They're okay. actually going to the Louisville Auburn game. Uh, they're Auburn fans, but uh, 
You know, that's pretty cool. Where in Auburn, uh, where in Alabama do they, are they living in Auburn? Uh, no, they live in Alabama. That's the state, but what city? Uh, not sure the city. <laughs> not curious. sure the city. There's more than two cities in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not that it's worth going to. Right? <laughs> Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. Auburn is a city. No, it's not. Auburn is Auburn a university, is, uh, isn't it? Auburn, Auburn. No, Auburn's a university. It's not in a city. Yes. They, it's, it's a state play in a different city. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Auburn is the name of the university, I, I, not I got the town. confused. I that's got easily confused. for you yeah, to have. It is. I, and I'm driving a brain fart where, what town it's in, and I I'm going to kill myself. That's what I used my to point know, is. but uh, it's not coming to me right now. But so. I've been I've driven through an entire state of Alabama. There's not really two cities worth going to see. So. Montgomery. There you go. Alabama. I don't think Auburn's No, that's there, not where though. Auburn is, no. but that's another city in Alabama. <laughs> but, yes, uh, he's saying War Eagle. I'm going to go say Roll Tide. You would. Uh, I'm, well, always I'm an SEC contra- fan. Always a contrarian with you. It's you know that's a big word. I can do you get how many Scrabble? Let's points apologize to the Doc Auburn University located in Auburn, Alabama. Yes. See, Auburn, I thought it was just a university I name. A, I stand. I, I stand corrected. A city? Are you I sure? thought it was a city. It was a city. Uh, Wikipedia wouldn't lie to me. It's, it's, uh, Wikipedia has also said that certain people have been dead over a million times. Well, <laughs> my favorite Wikipedia entry was when was actually this past year when LeBron beat the uh, was when LeBron uh, beat the 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 Bulls, yep, you're and right. it said the owner the owner of the uh, the owner of the Bulls was LeBron James. Nice. <laughs> they usually correct those things pretty quickly, <laughs> pretty but. Yeah, it's it's officially in Auburn, Alabama, in yeah. Alabama. And You're right. Thank you. Right. I, that, I never get tired of hearing. For I'm once, right. the doc is For right. Once. Mark that down. Uh, American <laughs> Pharaoh. I've been twice. I've been right twice. Everybody and their mother was Flo- on American Florida Pharaoh. Gulf Coast. The horse was like a seven to. I mean, one yeah, to I, eight not betting two odd. Two away I mean. from the Derby, he wasn't. Everyone yeah. was talking about Dortmund. He paid off a total. I couldn't even buy a Happy Meal with the amount of winnings <laughs> in his Triple Crown he won. <laughs> Oh, we, man. We've got one minute left on the show, guys. Uh, this has been a blast. I want to thank 1450 for opening up their doors to us. Uh, we'll be here in the, for the foreseeable future. I uh, uh, want to thank TK. Wanna thank uh want to thank everybody who's part of the show tonight, uh, Christian, Brian, uh, Louisville, Southern Indiana. Guys, we love you. Uh, Jimmy, it's been a wild ride, my friend. Absolutely. It's been fun. Uh, if you want to follow us away from the show, you can do so on our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash triple threat talk twitter at triple threat talk one t in between the threat and the talk and we look forward to next week's show it should be a, a good one here on one. 1450 a.m the buzz for the doc gary lockard i'm postmaster jimmy biggers we'll see you next week here on triple threat talk good night everybody